It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, welcome back to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles for one final time and turn to Jonah chapter 3. We're going to conclude our thought today on what we've been dealing with, Nineveh. My heart's desire is not just to show you some cool little truths from the Word of God, but I hope God's been taking this and working truth into your heart. And my biggest burden with all of this has been with the lack of repentance that we see today in professed Christians' lives. People are taught today that belief is all that is necessary to get to heaven. And as I said before, you need to define terms. A heart belief includes repentance. But most people, what they mean by belief is just intellectual assent, intellectual agreement with a list of facts. That is not salvation, my friend. True repentance, as we have stated as clearly as I know how this week, is a change of heart. It's a turning from your sin, rejecting your sin and your past lifestyle and turning to God, a surrender, a full submission to God. That's not very evident in most lives today. And I don't see why. I don't understand how. We've looked that there ought to be that change of heart this week. There's a change in attitude. We could say there's a change in action if we wanted to keep it with the A's, or change in works. I want you to turn with me, if you would, quickly to James in chapter 2. I'm going to read to you just a few verses. James in chapter 2. And we're going to begin reading in verse 14. The Bible says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? 
Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? When she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now we need to understand the context that he's coming from. It's the same context that I am coming from today. We know salvation is by grace through faith alone. But to James's point, and to my point, a person that truly believes, it will be evidenced. A person that truly has had that change of heart, it will result in a change of action. You cannot get away from it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And for a person to say that they have faith in God, but they still live in sin, there's a big problem. How can a good tree bring forth corrupt fruit, James would go on to say? It's not possible. And that is what he was getting at. I'm not saying a believer cannot sin. We, As believers, we fail all the time. We still have that sin nature. While God has freed us from the power of sin, we will not be freed from the presence of sin until we get to heaven. But a person that is truly repentant is going to manifest all these things that I've been talking about this week. There will be that change of heart that results in a change of attitude and a change of actions. My purpose in all of this, this week, has been to get you to think. Has there ever been a time where you've repented of your sin? Where you've rejected the past lifestyle you lived and the sin that you lived in and turned to God? Or is it that you have tried to come to God without really changing anything? And while you have this intellectual agreement with this list of facts about God and you say you know He came and died and was buried and rose again for you, and you say you believed in Him, you prayed to Him anyway, has the heart change happened? Because without that heart change, which is repentance, there's not salvation. Jesus said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Again, another scripture, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For a person to be saved, it's as simple as this. 
They must repent and believe the gospel. Some people try to say it's the same thing, and it's maybe somewhat of a, a word game. But there is a change of heart that has to happen for the salvation to take place. And it's all probably about simultaneous. We see Nineveh here and their cry for mercy. See, they, they believed God. They were convicted over their sin. They had a change of heart which resulted in that change of works. And here's what they did. They cried for mercy. The king said, But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? My friend, this is what must happen if you're ever to be able to get into God's heaven. It's what we call salvation. But that repentance must happen in your heart. That change of heart must happen. I said it the other day. There's a lot of people wanting Actually, this is a quote from Dr. James Jones. There's a lot of people wanting to be delivered from the wrath of God. They don't want to go to hell. But they don't want to be delivered from the pleasure of their sin. They enjoy that. That, my friend, is an impossibility. And while you may put some sort of salve on your conscience by praying a little prayer and saying you've believed in God, if you haven't truly turned in your heart, away from your sin? You aren't repentant. You never were. See, God saves from hell and from the sin. God places a new desire on the inside of you. And if that those desires are lacking in your life, are missing, if that change of your heart has never taken place, then I can say by the authority of the Word of God that you've never actually accepted Christ as your personal Savior. You might understand some things about the Gospel, but until you're willing to surrender yourself to God, until you're, you have that change of heart where you are willing to reject your past lifestyle and the things you lived in and the way you thought you were trying to get to heaven, whether it be by works or by your religion or whatever else, until you're willing to reject all that is behind and turn to God entirely and put your full faith and trust in Him, until you're willing to cast yourself to the mercy of God, you'll not get saved. But that's what allowed Nineveh to be spared. You see, God saw their works that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that He said He would do unto them, and He did it not. Friend, God doesn't just listen to what you say. 
He knows your heart. There's a lot of people today that claim to be Christians, but their heart has never been changed. They still live the same way. They do the same things, and it doesn't bother them. For the Christian, when he begins to live in sin, it bothers him. And God chastens him. God will deal with his children. My question to you today is, has there ever been a time in your life where you've repented of your sins, where you've had that change of heart and change of desires? Have you been saved? My burden for this broadcast and using this on the podcast and every other format I can, if the Lord will be my helper, is not to promote my name by any means, but to get out the gospel, the true message. You see, just like Jonah was sent to Nineveh with the message, I've been sent to you with the message of the gospel. I've been entrusted with the gospel, and I have a responsibility to deliver it to you. But my responsibility when this is done, it, it's, it's been completed. And all the responsibility lies on you and how you'll accept the truth that has been given. You can do just like they did in Acts. You can mock the gospel that is preached. You can throw off on the repentance that the Bible is very clear about. You can say, you know, I think he's right, but I'm just not ready to turn away from it yet. Maybe later, not now. The Bible records an instance of a man named Agrippa who told Paul one day, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. You know, the Bible never records him ever getting saved. So close, but yet ended up rejecting God. Don't put it off, my friend. Be like these people in Nineveh. When you realize your condemnation and the judgment that you are under, repent of your sin, turn to God, and plead for His mercy, and He will save you by the way of repentance. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.